Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. What you what you want? What you what you want? Welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks Podcast here on the Lazy Geeks Network. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. <laughs> yes, and we are again in the same room. I came to California for three hours. Just to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's... It's only a six and a half hour drive. <laughs> hey, when you think about it that way, it's like six hour drive for three hours, and no. then the drive back... It's six. It's six and a half hours each way. That's more than half a day. Yeah, that you spend driving for three hours here. But you know, we rented that uh, Dodge Charger. Oh. So we were living the dream anyway. <laughs> so I was, we, gonna, we were, I was gonna say that better be some magical pussy for them. We weren't. <laughs> we weren't Americans. We were America when we were driving. <laughs> now it's the new one. But you I know, noticed the American flag draped out from right. the back of the car. That's right. And that was cool. The thing is, though, it's the new one, or it's a rental. So it has nothing. Like you're lucky there's a radio in that motherfucker. <laughs> well, I mean, depending on who you rent it from, I mean, it's the big. Yeah, we rent it from a place I never heard of, <laughs> which is mistake number one. Right. I mean, yeah. Okay. I it's usually like uh, when John decides to rent a car or something like that from uh, like Enterprise. Usually, you'll get. The auxiliary port, so you could at least plug in like an MP3 player or something Check like that. Check this out. They had one auxiliary port, and it kept saying USB era. Oh shit! And then it had um, two uh, charging, like to plug in the typical, uh, like a lighter. Right, right. The one in the front don't work at all, <laughs> and the one in the back I don't know because there's a rock stuck in it. Case in point, I'm gonna throw it out there, Fox. Car rentals do not rent from Fox Car Rentals. <laughs> However, do play EA games. <laughs> yes. This EA message is if EA came out with a car rental joint, <laughs> that's the one to get. 
man. Um, yeah, so uh, I was going to address the uh, the fact that, yeah, we did miss a podcast. You uh, missed two like, podcasts. Well, no, technically we were supposed to be off last week anyway for the oh, 4th okay. of July. So. We took a mulligan on that one. <laughs> yeah. um, just 2016's kind of sucked. I just want to say for the record, it wasn't my fault this time. <laughs> so... That's it. <laughs> this time, notice he, notice he says this. Yeah, all the other times, yeah, but this time it wasn't. <laughs> no, there's just been a lot of shit going on, you know. And I mean, I'm I'm sure from everybody that I've watched at, on Facebook and like on Twitter stuff, like that, 2016 sucked for a lot of people. Um, so it's just it's just been one of those kind of years. Um, but yeah, so that's that. And uh, two things I actually wanted to talk about that I've been wanting to talk about since the, the, the show we were originally going to do. Um, one, Supergirl, season two, mm. is going to add a, a president. Add a what? A president, you know, president oh, of the United States. Yeah. And um, Wonder Woman do, 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 do. is going to be the president. Ding, ding, ding. Um, I hope she wears that. That would be awesome, dude, if, like, you know, it's like 4th of July and she's wearing the Wonder yeah. Woman corset. That'd be awesome. You know, um, they're going to have a Superman in that bit, too. Yeah. Like, they're going all out for that show right now. Yeah, they're doing Superman. Uh, they casted some guy from, what was it, like, Teen Wolf or something like that, that TV show on MTV or something like that. It's CW, so he's going to be a good-looking guy, whatever. Um, but, yeah, so it's be interesting to see Superman. Well, Superman's actually, always a good-looking guy, though. This is true. You know. This is true. No homo. <laughs> One of the things I thought would have been kind of cool, I, a lot of people were like going, oh, they should have Tom Welling come back as, as Superman. And I was like, no, because, you know. Somebody stay. <laughs> no, because that show was completely off the mark. I don't even, I don't want to think about it. Although I would have, some people said that if he wasn't on, um, on uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Brandon Routh would have been nice to see him back in the Superman suit. Yeah. I thought that would be kind of cool. Because I liked him as Superman, even though the movie was kind of sucked. Even though the movie kind of sucked, he, I thought he was still a good Superman. You know, Nicolas Cage was supposed to play Superman at one point. You know what? He takes a lot of projects. He might have, he might have come up. <laughs> takes with. any project they'll give him these days. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I drive a, I drive a Volvo, a beige one. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, The Rock is an awesome movie, um, and it also it was confirmed first episode of the Flash season three, Flashpoint. <gasps> Are they trying to do? They're theorizing they're trying to do Flashpoint in the movies too. That's the theory, dude. If they mix the, te- that's some new shit. <laughs> That'd be new level. Like shit, Marvel right? will even be like, oh fuck, <laughs> <laughs> these motherfuckers went all out. I, I mean, it would be awesome if they did do um, uh, Flashpoint that combined this the television world and the movie world. I want it to be Crisis of Infinite Earths. I want it to be complicated and slightly confusing. Because if it's oh, yeah. if it's not both of those things, it's not, it's not DC. DC. <laughs> exactly. I want I want to have moments where I go, what the fuck is going on? What universe are we in? Because that's and on cue during the podcast, mm-hmm. we always have to have sirens go by because that's just proving where we live, <laughs> where I live. Anyway. Los Angeles is a wonderful place. <laughs> but one of the things that I thought was a, that might be a little weak with this Flashpoint, given the fact that Flash actually starts off the lineup for. Uh, all the shows this season is that Stephen Amell has kind of said that you know they're doing stuff different on Arrow, but they're not really sure that Flash uh, Flashpoint is going to affect that show, which I feel kind of sucks 
because it would be actually really cool if they did that flashpoint and it kind of affected all the other shows because think about it flashpoint affected dc wide you know in the comics and since all of the shows are done with you know you know they're all connected kind of thing it would be kind of cool to do that or even bringing um what do you call it somehow bringing supergirl into the fray of their of their series i'm just happy i'm happy supergirl is now on the cw because i kind of feel where it belongs yeah and i think the cw is going to throw a lot of money at it because they're making tons of money off of comic book shows right now yeah. you know they're they're they are they i think the cw's playing it smart like they can still make cws shows but it's interesting enough that people who don't like the CW will watch it. <laughs> Case in point, right here. Right. Because um, don't ask me any other show that's on there. Uh, I Zombie, I I know of, but I don't watch. That's actually a good show. I kind of stopped watching after the second season just because I started watching something else. Right. But it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But aside from that, I don't know any of the other shows on there. They're like, oh yeah, this person was on the 100s. I'm like, I doesn't mean a damn thing. But to then me. <laughs> I Zombie is is a comic book as well. Right. So it's like all their good shows right now are comic book shows. Everything else, I could. I don't. Find, do they have anything else? <laughs> I, I thought they only had four television shows: Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and um, I Zombie. That's yeah. it. Now it's five. No. Oh shit! <laughs> oh yeah, and in case you, in case you were like me, because I kind of stopped watching Supergirl partway through because I kind of got the feeling that it probably wouldn't see a second season. Yeah, I was and, doing the same. And I hate getting involved in yeah. shows that Constantine. That, yeah, Constantine. Um, that uh, you know aren't going to make it. So, uh, but the CW is going to start airing season one episodes of Supergirl. Two, starting the first Monday in August, two episodes every week, which is going to go with the finale, and then the new week starts. Basically, now. so the, the, the CW fan base can get caught up. Right. Which is kind of cool, man. I might watch yeah. it, too. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm doing that, and then you have... Um, I don't have cable. I can watch CW. Well, <laughs> which, actually, which actually brings up a good point, because uh, Netflix scored that new deal with the CW. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If you, in case you haven't heard, if um, for now the new deal which starts with last season's series, mm-hmm. eight days after the season finale, they're going to release the entire season on Netflix. So Yeah, yeah. buddy. So it, and it doesn't just mean, you know, like Arrow, The Flash. It means everything but that's I think on the, there. But I think the CW shows are on Hulu, too. Well, that's the problem, is that they only air five, the past five episodes. That pisses so, me off. It's always pissed me off, because you can't binge watch the entire season. Until it comes out on Netflix. But they've had a similar deal with Marvel because I know that like a week or so after Agents of um, S.H.I.E.L.D. ended their season, the new season was up on Netflix. So I was like, oh, that that will actually be kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to that, so that'll be fun. All right. Um, next one. Oh, baby. <laughs> he likes having the microphone. Right Ooh, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption. Dude, everyone is freaking out about Like, Red Dead Redemption just fucking dropped. Yeah. It's, they, it, IGN did a new review. I've heard some... I'm like, I've seen, I've seen some where they're like going, is it better on the Xbox One? You know, I'm like, right. oh, really, No, dude? It's, not, it's the same. But this is the thing, is Red Dead Redemption is one of the greatest Rockstar games ever made. Yeah. Like, it's it's one of... I honestly think one of the greatest games of the 21st century. Like, it was amazing. I played through that game four times, and I'm about to play through it again. <laughs> like, it's just so good. And it sucks, because, like, I had 
the PlayStation version. So when it became backwards compatible, I was like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna get it off of Xbox. And it's seven bucks, seven eighty, I got it for. And and it's funny that it, like Red Dead Redemption sales go up six thousand percent on Amazon. And it was, and everybody was like, oh my god, you know, people started putting their versions of it on like yeah. eBay and stuff like that. And then like later on, they're like, um, yeah, no, that that doesn't mean that that's how many they're selling. It just means that. It sold some, so ranking-wise, it moved up like a it's, thousand places. It kind of gives Microsoft some points too, because they could have easily remastered it instead, slapped a, slapped some pretty graphics on it, and then charged sixty fucking dollars. We'd all buy it. Oh yeah, you know. What yeah. I mean? But no, it's still a. It's like eight bucks. Go enjoy yourself. Yeah. You know, and for the younger crowd, they might not have played it. No, and and if you're used, and especially for them, if they're used to playing GTA, it's GTA in the Wild West. It's really what it is. So, you know, it, it's so good. It is. And it was just like, you know, like everybody was like all waiting for them to announce uh, the sequel at uh, at E3. I'm like, shut the fuck up. They're not going to announce a sequel. There doesn't, I don't, for that game, I don't think there needs to be a sequel. I don't know if there needs to be a sequel. It'd be nice. It'd be, well, yeah, but... it'd be nice. But at the same time, I think, what was it? Somebody at Rockstar, and I saw the quote saying that they wanted to consider that a franchise, but... Maybe they just haven't. I mean, it's Rockstar, so Rockstar doesn't throw a bunch of shitty stuff out there, right? You know, they're and when they get into a game, it's that game. Yeah, they focus on one game for at least like a two-year period. Yeah, they're better than Blizzard. Ooh, burn! And <laughs> yeah, Blizzard doing way too much lately now. Yeah. I mean, God, calm down, guys. Yeah, now it's like Blizzard. Slow the slow your roll. <laughs> calm down. Take calm a breath. Down. Yeah, take a breath. Take a breath. I take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> Take a motherfucking breath, Blizzard. <laughs> now they're making movies now too. Shit. I know. Shit. They're gonna have sound. They're gonna have like. They're gonna. <laughs> they're they're, they're have dropping mix. They're gonna drop have... mixtapes and shit. <laughs> like, they're gonna have sound. I'm like, yeah, and like visuals and shit. My Loktar Orgar mixtape drop in 2017. <laughs> Cop that shit. Hoard for life. Oh, so I want to talk about Pokemon Go. Oh my god, that's all I see. And how disappointing it is. Dude. So, I was one of those people that was very excited about Pokemon Go. Um, I know I was talking to Steve about, oh, this is pretty dope. And basically, the concept of the game is not a problem. And I'm even going as far as saying the servers being down every 15 seconds is not a problem either. Because it's new and, and, you know, whatever. But you don't even fight the Pokemon. Like, you just randomly find them and yeah. then throw a Pokeball at it. And people are like running around town for this shit. Yeah. Like, you see it on the news, people are getting jacked because they're wandering into Compton <laughs> to catch a Squirtle or something. Well, that serves them right. If they're doing and, like, I, I, I think it's cool that like, you can set up a, you know, you can set up a um, Pokemon gym and have people fight your shit and stuff. But it just... It, when is this not going to be cool? I feel like that as soon as the nostalgia wears off, yeah. the older crowd's going to stop playing it and the younger crowd stops playing a mobile game in about two months. Right. So I kind of feel that it's probably within a month you're probably not going to hear much about it anymore. You know what I think is going to kill it too, especially for the the teen and up crowd mm. is Pokemon Moon and Sun. I think come out in November. Oh, that's right. Real Pokemon Real games Pokemon are about games, to come yeah. out. So it, once those drop, it's no one's going to care, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's 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 a cool concept. But it's just kind of, it's just boring. 
Nah. You know, and, and right now the app sucks. Like it takes forever to load. I have an S6. It's not the newest phone, but it's new but enough. Still, yeah. And it takes like, well, ten minutes. No, not a ten minutes. <laughs> like, it takes like it's three like dial-up speed. Three minutes to start up, <laughs> and that's if the server even connects. Right. Yeah, you know, and then you're that. you're walking around, and I'm like, oh, there's no Pokemon around here. But then I'm constantly seeing that loading symbol in the corner. Like, are there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Well, that's it's funny you say that because there's a. Uh, it works on Wi-Fi. That was about yeah. the only way I could get it to work. Yeah, there's a girl that I work with, and she was all about that whole Pokemon thing, and she started playing it, and she was like, "Oh my god, I got all these! Look at these! I got all these things!" And then I was like, "How do you connect?" She goes, "Oh, it's a bitch." And she has an S7, and she's like, "It takes so fucking long to load, and when the servers are up and all that stuff." See, so. and people people love Pokemon, and I get it. I love Pokemon, <laughs> but it's your own. They're only gonna put up with that for so long until they go, eh. And I think they'll put up with it until about November 18th, when those new Pokemon <laughs> games drop. Right when it's suddenly going, oh hey, I'm gonna do this now. Right now, no one has a new game to play, so they're like, oh fuck it, I'll play this. Right. Everybody's already got a phone; it's free to yeah. download. But it's also a money grab too, because you got to buy the pokeballs, right? You know, but then you have to physically walk, and I'm not—I'm cool with exercise, <laughs> but I'm a busy motherfucker. I got to go to work, man, and I got to physically walk to specific locations that are designated as pokey centers to buy these Pokemon balls. Come on, bro! I, I don't have time for this shit. I was going through, um, what was it? Was it? I can't remember if it was Twitter or Instagram, and they were talking about like. Oh man, Cal State Northridge is everybody's all rolling deep in uh, Pokemon, and they took like a video, and you're like people run, like put it up their phone in certain areas, and I'm just like going, Jesus, I'm like. And then it's so funny. It's a scavenger hunt, is what it that's is. That's all it is. It really is a scavenger hunt, and if you enjoy it, that's great. But the funny thing is, as soon as it comes out in America, it's a problem. <laughs> people are getting hit by cars because our, our our youth are dumb. It's just the way it is. There's what I saw on Instagram that was uh, was it Instagram. I can't remember, but it was um, the new um, the new pedophile or the new um, kidnap van, and it was a big white van, and it sprayed on. that said Poke- uh, Pokemon, yeah. uh, <laughs> Pokemon, whatever here. And I had I had someone, a, a buddy of mine from high school, who there, and this was kind of a exaggeration. Um, he's like, oh, everyone's talking about Pokemon. All of a sudden, nobody cares about the the shootings anymore. But oh, I'm shot. like, you know uh, what, dude? People can talk about more than one thing at a time. Yeah. It's like we're kind of a complex species. Calm down. <laughs> and I told him, I'm like, I'm worried about the shootings as well as if I'm going to catch a squirtle. <laughs> right. I mean, I could do both of those things. <laughs> so. Oh, man. All right. So I guess on that, we jump into the headlines. Yep. I guess. All right. So. So, a hey, real quick. Steve was doing his countdown because he likes to have a... Br- I don't know why he does it. I'm assuming it has some kind of editing thing. Or- yeah, because the... Uh- He's from California. He knows what, much more about this than I do. <laughs> and I edit the podcast. And I, I, right. And I, <laughs> I fucked up the first beat. And then I saw him counting again. I was so tempted to just start fucking it up every time. It would have been edited out, but it would have been fun. <laughs> For you, yeah. All right. So, earlier this week on thelazygeeks.com we told you that Microsoft had announced the launch date for Xbox Play Anywhere which was set for September well during their E3 press conference back in June Microsoft stated that every title published from Microsoft Studios will support Xbox Play I'm trying to open my next article and I got the fucking autoplay bullshit 
now, which is becoming usual uh, Microsoft rhetoric, it seems that they are slowly backing away from that claim. Mm. According to Engadget, it seems that Microsoft has quietly edited their blog post about that and has changed the wording too. Every new title published from Microsoft Studios that we showed on stage at E3 this year <laughs> will support Xbox Play anywhere, end quote. Should this come as a shock to you? If you're a user of Microsoft between their PC through their Xbox consoles, you shouldn't be surprised at all. Microsoft uh, Xbox head Phil Spencer said the, gay, the change in wording is simply to give leeway in case there's a, quote, unique game that's not right for all devices, end quote. That makes sense, but then you should have made that known at the announcement. Microsoft's plan is to still have its franchises on both the Xbox One and Windows 10, just some developers may not want to go through the time and trouble to do so. There's still a large number of games that are coming to the Xbox Play anywhere, and you can see the list in the show notes. Uh, Microsoft needs to stop making claims and then go back on them, which makes users of any Microsoft of anything Microsoft pause to wait to see when the other shoe will drop. Any um, from the anyone can upgrade to Windows 10, including pirates. To Windows 10 will not be resource heavy. To this, it just makes Microsoft fans wary about anything they say. I'm going. I'm going to be nice today. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> um, and I'm going to I'm gonna give Microsoft the benefit of the doubt. Honestly, what like I think... Spoken like a true DC fan. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking dick. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. <laughs> right. <Just> random shit. <laughs> um, to me, this whole situation feels like the person who did the announcement fucked up. Spencer? Right. <laughs> Where he, he was speaking and he just misspoke. But... Or got caught up in the... Uh, I, I Right, he got caught up in the moment and, you know, whatever, but... Everything's going to be available. <laughs> Even backwards compatible shit. PS4 <laughs> games are going to be available. Like, this We're weird gonna, thing. Sega games are going to be backwards compatible. <laughs> Your Pippin will work again on the skates, 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 skates. <laughs> so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. However, I Your do... Your Apple Watch. <laughs> I do agree <laughs> that they need to tighten up these announcements. Because yeah. there seems to be something every time they announce something big where they have to go back and clarify. Don't fucking clarify. Like, have a list, a bullet point list, and be like, only these will work. Like, honestly, they gave the, the they gave the announcement, and I never thought that it was going to be every game. Because that's impossible. They can't control what third parties are doing. Right, right. You know, unless they're going to say, third parties, you have to do this. Then third parties are going to say, ah, fuck you. You know, so... Well, they're not Nintendo, so they don't... Right. Get, you know, so, they probably would do it for Microsoft. It's, it's, um... And honestly, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Like the games that people want to play are the the Microsoft specific games, the yeah. ones that they saw. Halo, I mean, yeah, the, exactly. That, yeah. Honestly, just to know that I can play fucking Halo on the PC, I didn't care about anything else anymore. What else is there that you can't already get for the PC anyway? All right. Gears of War on the PC. I mean, that's cool. You know what I mean? So, and honestly, they'll expand it. I think I think what he said is exactly true. Is they're they're giving themselves breathing room. Because they already anticipate a third party is going to go, fuck you, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so they're just giving themselves a safety net so they don't look like the asshole. Right. So as soon as a third party says, I don't want to do it, Microsoft's going to quickly be like, um, this game company did <laughs> right. not want to play ball. Right. So I don't know what to tell you. So we were all set to have you guys play all the games on We there. wanted you 
to enjoy your fucking life. Right. However, this but, company... But this company, who I'm not going to say, but Ubisoft knows who they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> they didn't want to put Uplay on the... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm getting sick of all these companies having their own fucking download app. <laughs> right. I, mean, I, have, I have the EA client. I have Origin. I have Steam, which is... I'm always going to have Steam. Right. I have Uplay. I was like, <laughs> Jesus, give me a break. And they all want to run when I start the computer. No. So, I'm just going to read through this real quick. Uh, That'll be a first. Nintendo president Tatsumi Kimishima. Yeah. Uh, revealed during the company's recent shareholder meeting that one internal projection for the Wii U was for the console to match the sales of its predecessor, the Wii. So a quote was, is in... Why did I say a quote was? <laughs> and I quote, in an internal sales representative meeting, someone projected that we would sell close to one million Wii U systems worldwide, Kimishima said uh, during the meeting. Thinking, that person is no longer with the yeah, company. <laughs> the thinking was that because we sold well, we sold well, Wii U would follow suit. It just so, sounded where we sold well. I know. It's like somebody misspoke. Kimishima does not elaborate on how the projection came into play regarding the company's plan to promote and sell the console. The Nintendo president did address a question, however, about reports that he, quote, voiced concern, voiced concern before the launch of the Wii U. I was responsible for selling the Wii U, and I knew what was good about it. So I talked with those in charge of sales about the importance of conveying the attractiveness of, of Wii U to customers, Kimishima explained. I'm guessing that some of this communication may have come across in a negative tone. Basically, he yelled at them to do something, and they told him <laughs> to fuck off. Um, and he got his free copy of uh, Assassin's Creed. Too. Exactly. <laughs> so, just as a spoiler, they didn't sell that much. Um, <laughs> in case you didn't know. It, it's just disappointing to me, because it's like... Basically, someone in that room said, Oh yeah, we're of course going to sell. You never, in business, in business you never get comfortable you have to stay hungry you have to keep moving you have to always assume it's going to be trash unless you push the shit out of it yeah. and it just it just nintendo it was probably a classic example of nintendo just going we're nintendo <laughs> you know what why do we have to worry it's right. like well now you got to worry yeah. and their whole tone is different now after the wii u tanked the wii u is a good console it just doesn't have any fucking third-party software to play well, the, on it the biggest problem the biggest problem that uh, that we saw from the, the get-go was I, Nintendo didn't even seem to know, really know how to advertise the whole handheld portion. Mm-hmm. They didn't really, it, and from what de- and from what third-party developers were saying, it's just Nintendo didn't have a clear idea of what they could do with it. It just kind of was like, yeah, we have this little thing that will allow somebody else to have different access from somebody else, so you kind of figure out how to deal with it. Yeah, and there was a lot of false promises too, especially with that handheld. Where it's like, oh, you can you can play all the games. They did the same thing Microsoft just did. Right. They said you could play all the games on the thing. No, you couldn't. You could play like three fucking games on that thing. You know, and there was a couple of Nintendo-specific games that were really dope. Where, um, like, just simple things. Like, Mario Kart had the map on the thing. Right, and, right. Like, cool stuff like that they utilized. But if you don't give third parties a proper API and a framework of what everything can do and how you can implement it, they're not going to give a fuck. Yeah. They're just going to go to the two other consoles that sell more. Yeah. You know, so whatever. Get uh, your shit together. You know? Exactly. Don't be Ubisoft, Mike. Oh. Don't be Ubisoft. Don't be Nintendo, Nintendo. Cut it out. <laughs> yeah, stop being Nintendo, Nintendo. All right, so earlier this week, 
uh, it was reported that Verizon Wireless would change up their data plan shortly after the 4th of July weekend. Many people figured that the extra data would require extra money, uh, and the internet was correct. So, on Wednesday, CNET reported that Verizon's new data plans would increase by $10 and would increase roughly by 1 gig. The beginner S plan will rise from by $5 to $35 a month and will give you 2 gigabytes of data. The M plan will rise by 5 bucks to 50 a month, increasing from 3 to 4 gigs. The L plan will increase by 10 bucks uh, to 70 bucks a month and will increase from 6 gigs to 8 gigs a month. The extra large plan will go up by 10 bucks to 90 bucks a month and you'll go, you'll get 16 gigs up fr- um, and that's up from 12 gigs. Lastly, the double XL plan, which is pretty much what I wear, um, will cost 10 bucks more at 110 bucks a month, but you'll get 24 gigs instead of 18 gigs. The new plans started were available starting last Thursday. Now, current customers will not be forced into the new plans. However, you change your data plan. Um, you can change your data plan at any time to take advantage of the new deal and features. If you are uh, in your current contract, you'll be able to enjoy the existing one until you re-sign up with a new phone because that's how they always get you. Uh, here's a breakdown of the new features in the data in the new data plan. Carryover data. AT&T owns the rights to the, <laughs> the term rollover data. So you will be available. Anyone who I didn't know that. Yeah, it's oh. trademarked. Uh, anyone who signs up with the new plan. So like AT&T's model, you'll be able to take your current unused data and move it forward towards next month. The data, however, doesn't carry over beyond the next month, and you'll eat into your regular allocation of data first. Uh, safety mode allows you to slow your connection down to 128 kilobits per second, equivalent to basically dial-up. Uh, for the remainder of your billing period, if it's available, it will be available for free to customers on the XL and double XL data plans. But you will have to activate it, um, actively turn on the feature through the revamped My Verizon app. Customers on the lower end plans pay five bucks to take advantage of the feature, which eliminates overage fees. Uh, data Boost is available for anyone in safety mode. You can uh, purchase an additional gigabyte of data, which can be rolled over to the next month. International roaming to Mexico and Canada will be free for customers on the XL plan or larger, basically XL and double XL. It will give you unlimited talk and text from the United States to Mexico and Canada, as well as unlimited talk, text, and your allotment of data while in those countries. Customers on smaller plans can pay $5 extra to access that fee. Uh, The new Verizon app will allow you to make changes to your plan, turn on or off safety mode and access information and data usage on your account. Uh, so of course you couldn't. Um, of course you couldn't have a Verizon announcement without T-Mobile's. Um, T-Mobile's always. Anytime Verizon does something, T-Mobile's. Like, hey, hey, wait a minute. We're doing something too. <laughs> so uh, Jean Leger is uh, throwing something up on Twitter. I love the price hikes at Verizon. I, it's like they're trying to get everyone to switch to T-Mobile. Hashtag Keep It Up. He tweeted. In a following tweet, he compared the model to creating pain points and charging fees to removing them something akin to the Sopranos. So <laughs> That's one thing I love about T-Mobile. They don't give a fuck. No, they really they don't. They say whatever the fuck they want. Here's the thing, though. Verizon thinks they're fucking slick. They're going to up the data a little bit fine. But if you have... What's the X double XL from what to what? It was uh, 18 to 24. If you have 18 gigs... And you're burning through that? And, no, here's the thing. If you, and this goes for every plan. 
if you have 18 gigs or if you have 12 gig or whatever, you're going to go, oh shit, I can get a few more extra gigs. And you're still not going to pass the limit you already had right. because you were already used to it. So they're selling you nothing. Yeah. They're selling you snake oil. They're just this is a slick way to raise the price. I got Verizon now too. Yeah. But uh, I don't pay that bill. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not my problem. But um Which means the phone won't get turned on. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is a nice change of pace. Thanks for thanks for pointing that out, dickhead. <laughs> no um, problem. That's what I'm here for. So but it, Verizon just thinks they're slick. Like, I've been hearing people, oh, man, Verizon up the data is so good. It's like, if you didn't need it before, you don't need it now. Right. They're just, they're just trying to lure you in to paying more. See, That's I, all it is. The cool thing is, like, I have Time Warner cable, and in this area, there's so many Time Warner hotspots mm-hmm. that I just have my Wi-Fi on. It automatically connects at work now. I found the Time Warner hotspot near my work. Yeah, buddy. So that's where my phone is all connected to that. It, it showed me that, like, yeah, this month you saved, like, seven and a half gigs. I was like, that's right. Yeah, my, uh, I, I don't have Wi-Fi at my work. kind of sucks. But I don't really use my phone that much. <laughs> so, um. Except to cruise that porn. <laughs> my defect. <laughs> um, but not at work. <laughs> that anyone knows of. <laughs> right. uh, so. That's why I'm in that corner the entire time. <laughs> um. Simon Pegg, co-writer of Star Trek Beyond, uh, agrees with the original Hakiro Sulu actor, um, George Takai, that it's unfortunate it has taken so long for Star Trek to feature an LGBTQ... What's the Q? That's new. LG, um, yeah, that is Question? New. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, LTG. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, character. It might be a typo, or they added another letter. I don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> there was one that we didn't know about that they just... Right. <laughs> However, he respectively disagrees in regards to Takai's um, opinion on Star Trek Beyond's reveal that Sulu is gay. Um, He's gay? Yeah, that's what they're doing. They're making... Um, yeah, but George Takai's always... No, 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 no. They're making I don't, Sulu... I don't, differ- I don't oh, shut differentiate up. between the two. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Takai feels the decision to make Sulu openly gay in Star Trek Beyond is disrespectful to creator Gene Roddenberry's vision for the Star Trek universe. Which Gene Roddenberry's vision was the vision of most people of his time period that gay people don't exist. <laughs> but still. Um, <laughs> right, but that's neither here nor there. After hearing Takai's uh, public response, Peggy is standing, standing by the Star Trek Beyond character. So he said, we could have introduced a new gay character, but he or she would have been primarily defined by their sexuality, he said in a statement released to The Guardian. Uh, seen as the gay character, rather than <laughs> simply for who they are, and isn't that tokenism? Yeah. Um, it was important to Peg that the character's sexual orientation was just one of the many personal aspects, not the defining characteristic. He also believes that... Trek creator Gene Roddenberry would have explored Sulu's sexuality on the original show if the viewing audience at the time uh, were more open-minded. Quote, It's also important to note that at no point do we suggest that our Sulu was ever closeted. Why would he need to be? It just hasn't come up before. Peg added, Star Trek Beyond is an alternate timeline with alternate details, he continues. Uh, Whatever magic ingredient determines our sexuality was different for Sulu in our timeline. So, Here's the thing. First of all, that last answer is a cop out because the timeline split right well after Sulu was <laughs> an adult. But no, no, because the the, the point of this is where our geek flag is going to fly was the Kelvin. That's when the timeline diverged. 
That's so true. So he was. So that's true. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fine. So there was. So basically, in this alternate Star Trek universe, there's some kind of universal force that causes you to be a homosexual. I got it. <laughs> Makes perfect sense now. Right. Um, here's the thing. I don't. I personally could give a shit if Sulu's gay. Yeah. I, I don't care. Like it's not going to hurt the story for me or not. But what bugs me is, let's just call a spade a spade. Okay, having a gay character in a movie or television show is the same as in the 90s when you had to have a black character. Right, tokenism. Exactly. It's tokenism in its truest form. If Because there's no reason to even discuss sexuality in Star Trek. You have to do it. You have to push it. Right. Because Star Trek has nothing to do with sex. It really doesn't. Well, there was the, like... Even their, quote, gay episode from The Next Generation was when Riker fell for that, and I guess, it, what was it, like, that species that was... Oh, it, that need, was, was it? asexual Yeah, I think so, something like that. But That even, doesn't count, though. Yeah, but that's about yeah. as much as... That's about as far as they've gotten. Yeah. Look, that's the, my two main points on this. I don't fucking care. Make the whole crew gay. I don't give a shit. Like, I think that's oh, that, the, they've already done that in fan fiction. Right. I think that's <laughs> the point that everybody misses, is why... Why does anyone give a fuck? Like, I never understand when people go, Oh my god, did you hear such and such is gay? I'm like, good for fucking him. Is he gonna put that movie out? Like, I don't fucking care who, what dick you're sitting on, what fucking vagina you're rubbing up against. It's your own personal business. Have a good time. You know what I mean? To me, it was simply, you know... And and hearing Takai coming out saying that it was against, you know... And the thing is, but think, is of, think of the perspective of Takai though. Takai is gay, yes, but he's also old. But he's also an actor, and he's an actor as well. So you know, I'm pretty sure that very, very early on, there was no discussion of Sulu sexuality. They and the '60s wouldn't have stood for it, right? The audience, the audience wouldn't have stood for that. And the the same thing is, is that okay? George Takai has the he created the character, and the sexuality of the character was never was never in question so it was just kind of like i can see where he's saying he's like no i never because i'm an actor it's a it was a straight character and i never portrayed so he may not be right because he's or may not be for it because of that and that's his prerogative he should say that but you know to me this goes to this goes to something that it's funny because when you have this opinion everybody calls you racist homophobic whatever is because i always feel that and i agree with takai in that aspect of every time you try to change a character it's for the sake of of tokenism because instead of creating and this is really big in comic books forcing a modern view on something right like it's like comic books comic books are big at comics doing are really bad at it yeah where instead of creating a new character actually doing groundwork and making a new character that happens to be this. No, we'll go ahead and make Captain America black. We'll go ahead and make um, a Ms. Marvel a teenage um, uh, a Middle Eastern character. Because we'll, it's a different... Instead of Spider-Man, we'll make him, you know, uh, whatever mixed race he is. I'm not even sure half the time of what he's supposed oh, to be. Oh, um, Miles Morales? Yeah, he's Miles half Morales. Hispanic and half black. Right. But and see, they made a new character with that one. 
I thought they did real well with the Miles. In the beginning, it was, it was weird. Yeah. But it broke off, and it's a good storyline. Right. You know what I mean? But And don't get me wrong. I like the Ms. Marvel comic. But to me, it's like those kind of issues. It's like, why can't we create a new character that happens to feed that? Why do we always have to go ahead and change it? Because it's like, oh, well, now we change this character from this ethnicity or this gender to this. So now it's going to cause people to talk about it. And I disagree with... Um I respectively disagree because obviously he's more of a professional in this field than I am. Um, I disagree with Peg in a way where I think a new character would have made more sense because if you just change an already existing character, not only already existing, we're talking mid 20th century existing character right, right. into just suddenly they're gay right. and you're you're using the cop out of, well, this is a different timeline. No, dude. like <laughs> Now you're just doing token shit. And you know what? Tokenism isn't always bad. As right. long as it's done well, you know it's. I, Unless I, South Park, when you name your character token, <laughs> like when you have like, like in comic books too, I'm. Whenever that happens, when they come out with a new character, like I, they're gonna come out with a Chinese Superman, they're gonna and stuff like right. that, and the 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 teenage black uh, Iron Man, right. Part part of me is like, okay, guys, I, I see what you're doing, but then the other part of me is like, you know what, good. You know, because kids, maybe Chinese kids or Hispanic kids or whatever, they'll they'll feel a little bit more connected to a character. But then also too, and I already know what Steve's gonna say. Why can we only feel connected to someone who's the same color as us? Right. Like I I have um, I looked up to people back in the day that were black, that were mm-hmm. Hispanic. I didn't even give a fuck. You know, so Shaft was an idol of mine. Shaft is the shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but it's like. Who, who did I look up to when I was a kid? Well, one was Captain Picard. He white as snow. <laughs> Tom Brady. Right. He's a national treasure. Tom Brady. Because <laughs> um, he's a national treasure. Either way, I, there was comic book characters. Like, um, I've always loved Cyborg. Yeah. You know, and, and it's... I don't care that he's black. Yeah. I understand the point that it's good to, to represent everyone, but when are we going to get to the point where everyone can be represented by whoever the fuck who cares I think that's the problem that we get into this this diversity uh, mentality is that you know it's suddenly a new version of white guilt that we have to create and we're seeing a lot of this what what I want to call straight guilt yeah you're seeing a lot of straight people were like oh I I feel bad I have to really really say that I'm okay with with homosexuality it's like no you don't just like Hey man, you're you're gay. Good for you. I, yeah. You know, have a good and time. That's, and that's the that I think leads into the bigger issues of the the true. And this is what and people are feel passionate about one way or the other, and it doesn't necessarily make them right or wrong. But in this society, we're supposed to have various degrees of opinions. Not every opinion is going to match what you believe. Now, that being said, if you have an opinion of you're gay, great cool congratulations that doesn't make me homophobic it doesn't make me insensitive to the life of a gay person no it makes me look at a person as a person not as a gay person yeah, or like, as a as a african-american person or this, anything this of that. whole political correctness shit has gone so far that i have to treat particular minorities or or different sexualities better than the majority i treat everyone the fucking same like I don't give a shit if you're there's two types of people assholes and not assholes right. you know and I treat not assholes nicely so it, who gives I just don't yeah 
it's just it's getting on my nerves because and it's it's everything like if, if we got listeners in other countries you know i'm sure you see it on the news we're dealing with the shootings and and the media makes everything so bad like it's it's like well the media tries to make everything forgive the pun black or white exactly like you're, you're either for you're for gay people or you're not there's no in between that's always been a problem with america too you can't be pro cop and pro black people at the same yeah. time like it's bullshit yeah like i'm pro not assholes yeah well the guy from uh that trevor no what's his name trevor noah from the daily show right he was like the biggest problem that we have is you can be pro cop and pro black he was like you can be both and it's true because it's and it's the same thing down to like straight down to the to the political system is that no you can be a conservative but you can be liberal in views you right. can be liberal and be conservative service you cannot just be hardline liberal oh you're a democrat that means you have to be um, for this against this and want every conservative to die it's like no that that's not how this is it's not that way i just think it's funny because there are about i think the last number i counted 92 free nations on this planet <laughs> okay and we live in the one that talks like we're the only free uh people on the planet which is dumb um but we are free, but we don't act it sometimes. Like you're free until you just dis- until I don't agree with you. Right. And that's not how it fucking works, man. Like if you don't like gay people, don't like gay people behind your fucking door at your house. Right. Like don't people walking on the street. And I remember I was having a conversation. We, we won't get too far into this because we're getting off topic now. But um, I was having a conversation. I live in Arizona, California. I will. I'll get a lot of respect. California is very progressive. Uh, and very forward-thinking when it comes to equality and stuff like that. Arizona is pretty decent with the young crowd, but you get a lot of old people there with some old ideas. Right. And I was I was at work, and um, this guy was like, "Oh, I saw two dudes um, holding hands in the store. It was disgusting. They need to do that behind closed doors." And um, and his friend next to him was like, "What about two chicks?" And he's like, "Well, that's fine." I'm like, see, you're a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. Like, why does it bother you that two people holding hands? Don't mind your fucking business. You jealous you're not holding somebody's hand? Yeah. Walking by yourself with your fucking lonely ass? <laughs> you know, like, who just, who fucking cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've seen, and like I said, I lived in California for three years. I And they're much more open here. And I've seen, um, I've seen two dudes making out. I've seen two girls making out plenty of times. And I will agree, I might enjoy watching the two girls a little bit more. I am a heterosexual man. But two well, dudes, hey man, hey, when you I found see, love, good. Yeah. You see know? two chicks making out? I throw some dollar bills their way. Hey, you, you know, know I mean. <laughs> a man's going to be a man. You know what I mean? But it's, it's like, I just don't get it. Like, And yeah. that, that's always been my main point, And it sounds corny. But if love is really hard to find yeah. when you live in, in a world that has so much hate. Why are we beating up love just because yeah. it's a little different from what we're used to? Well, the th- yeah, and the thing is, is that, you know, people are like, well, I don't want to see it, so it shouldn't be around. It's like, you know what? And they do that with everything. Yeah. Like, remember Howard Stern? Oh, yeah. I fucking hate Howard Stern. He needs to get off the radio. Turn the fucking channel. Yeah. Fucking morons, dude. I know. You, you, get, into, you get into these, it's Everyone's like, got to stand for a point in America. Right. Well, it was like that back, well, back when I was a kid, the... the lady that didn't like married with children so she wanted it off the air and i remember hearing about yeah, that yeah and she wanted it off there because she was upper scale white woman didn't like the way it was and everybody else told her the fuck off yeah because and, that's working class yeah and, obviously it's kind of a caricature of working class right, but, but 
it's but at the same time it's like then change the I damn think people, channel people wanted Roseanne off the air for a while too for a few episodes that yeah, were done probably. you know because she she used to like she liked to get a little deep on some shit but I, I just it just irritates me because I don't I I feel too that the media is really screwing over my generation because oh, yeah. the, I, I'm a millennial, barely. I'm like the first year of the millennials. <laughs> um, but the millennial crowd, like, they're painted in the media like we were involved in this racist bullshit. No offense to Steve, but a lot of that comes from generations before and the people that are running the governments because they're older. Yeah. Millennials could give a fuck, dude. Yeah. Like, literally, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a limb here and say 98 percent of millennials don't give a fuck about. Who people are fucking, or what color they are, or whatever. No, it's what the older generation wants to impose on um, on them. Exactly. Basically saying that, no, I don't, you know, millennials don't, it's like, no. And and in that same token, who are they Who are they asking? And right. where are they asking? They're finding the shitheads and asking them. Yeah. Or they're go- It's always in the South, too. Yeah. No, if, no disrespect to the South. But you go in a rural South, they have, sometimes they have some old ideas, you know what I mean? And, and it's the same anywhere. But you have, like, um... What was it that I fucking saw to the media? It's all the media. I fucking hate the media in America. They suck. Um, I, I wrote, forget what I was going to say. I wrote, a, I wrote a piece on on uh, my blog, Middle Age Geek. Was uh, there's uh, no uh, journalism anymore. No. And, and and it's true because it's like when you have major news organizations quoting blogs, it's like major what? news organizations have become the tabloids. Oh yeah. They they they're all weekly world news. They don't yeah. fucking know anything. Yeah. Um, oh, and they're basically. I, I remembered it. I remembered and then I lost it again. <laughs> I'm losing my fucking mind. Oh, this is the scariest thing for me, is that people my age and, and below. At at the beginning of the day, they didn't give a fuck what color anybody was or what mm-hmm. sexuality anybody was. You watch the news enough, and you're impressionable enough, and they start buying into it. And then they, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Well, it's like uh, like oh, look at all these black people. They're all so violent against cops. No. One fucking asshole <laughs> shot a couple of cops. That asshole deserves justice. He deserves either the death penalty or life in prison. Depends on what state he's in. I'm not going to get in that fucking argument. <laughs> um, but then, all of a sudden, it becomes... Then what happens? You had... Now black people were shooting at the at the cops. Be, at all of the cops. Right. Because this one cop did the... It's like, man, we got to stop. Like, it's too much. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it's it's true. Violence behest violence. Yes. You, know, there, there's you can't you can't destroy hate with hate, yeah. and that that's a that's a butchered quote. Right. But uh, Martin Luther King Jr. said something very, like that. Mm-hmm. He says he says uh, the dark the dar- darkness can't drive out the dark or something like that. Yeah. It was much more prof- prolific when he said it. Um, <laughs> but it's it's just like, and and a lot of this is common sense. It's just people get caught up in emotions, and it's a natural thing for human beings to pick a team. And compartmentalize people into groups, and we just need to stop doing it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess on that note, we can end the headlines, huh? Fuck these headlines. <laughs> I'm talking about the news, and we're talking about the news. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you, that's the funny thing is that the better news. I always tell my wife because my wife will watch the news, and she'll get really like. My wife is extremely empathetic. So she gets really upset. Like she, she's like, "Oh my god!" You know this and that. And I have a tendency to just look at everything as it's happening and then kind of like try to organize it in my head. And I go read the news. I said, "There's two reasons why. Written news tends to be 
less slanted. It tends to be less flashy, right? right? And also, when you read something, you're absorbing it in a more critical way. Like, I can read something on the CNN website and be like, uh, no, that's, that doesn't make any sense. But I could watch it and go, wait, what? You know, because I'm barely paying attention to it. You know, so just don't watch the news. Really, don't. <laughs> Read that shit. Expand your mind. Okay, so... Uh, and then... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so this... Uh, we're going into our poll list. Well... At least I'm going into my pool list. Look, see what happened. What? <laughs> so I came here and see. I had these comic books, <laughs> right? And then these wolves jumped out of nowhere. No, here's a here's a quick story. Okay, it's it's a lot of little things that fuck it up. So <laughs> this weekend I didn't have time to read comic books because I was coming all Saturdays booked because I was traveling here um, and being here. Um, so I, I I wasn't going to do anything on Sundays. So my wife, of course, being a wonderful wife moved two days worth of things into one day <laughs> um so i was out all day on saturday i was doing stuff with that too um and then also i had a and i'm not going to shout out the, the name of the store or whatever but i i set up a pull list at a store and they pissed me off because two times in a row they fucked the pull list up the the first fuck that pull list the up? first one they didn't pull all the books and then they sold out which i even told the guy i'm like i'm not upset because this is the first time, but I just, I have to make a point in, you failed at doing the main, the only reason for a pull list. Right. You know, so I'm kind of like, why do I need this? He apologized and whatever. Second week after that, they didn't pull any of my books, and they were all sold out. And my wow. wife was trying to be nice, she's like, well, we can drive to this one and that, and I'm like, nah, I ain't doing all that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what, fuck it. So I'm, I'm going to be switching to digital. Unfortunately... Uh, Steve's very blessed over here being in California with these comic shops. Got plenty of options. Arizona's a dry bone when it comes to comic shops. We, In, in my neighborhood, anyway, I got to drive like at least 15 miles to get a comic. So I'm like, you know what, fuck it, I'll just get digital, you Dude, know, whatever. I got to go like 10 minutes, man. That's a pain in the ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, I'll just get digital and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm in the process of switching over to that. Um, and I just didn't have time to, to read the books. So... There will be no DC pull list because we all know all I do is pull from DC. So Steve's going to tell me why I need to read his shit because obviously I'm not reading mine. <laughs> well, it's, it sucks too because if I had known, I would have I would have read the because uh, this week was the uh, Justice League Rebirth and uh, what was it the Justice League Rebirth and this is what I'm going to do okay because because we're in a big DC a DC thing and I'm missing it. I'm going to read the books this week. And we're going to do a little extra podcast, maybe 30 minutes, even if I have to do it by myself. And I will discuss all all of what's happening in Rebirth up to now. So that will probably come out at the end of the week, so I can get this Wednesday in, too. And I'm not asking Steve, because I'm saying I'll do it by myself if he doesn't want to do it, too. But I'm sure he'll hop on. You know, so... I want to do that because you got to have somebody that's going to give you balance on. No, that. I, I want to do that because it's it's not the fucking it's not the yeah. If I don't have Steve here, I'll just be ranting like a <laughs> madman. Um, it's not the three hours into this rebirth podcast. <laughs> it's not the it's not the listener's fault that I had a few things fuck up in my life yeah. that cost some shit. So why don't we 
do a little, do them right and get uh, do them right. Hey, I'll yeah. do them right and all night. You understand? <laughs> um, so we'll do a little quick uh, DC rundown, and then that will get us all caught up, and then I can start doing the normal pull list. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> all right. So with my pull list, I'm going to actually start with probably my favorite of this week, um, which is the second issue. And this this kind of sucks because the because when I was watching the when we took the break the first issue of um gambit or dead deadpool v gambit came out mm. and uh the v stands for versus <laughs> um that's been a fun one uh there was a point in the first that's issue such a weird team up it is but it's just it's the first issue was fucking hilarious because everybody was trying to figure out why daredevil and spider-man were fighting like in the streets going through buildings like hitting people and stuff like that and everybody couldn't figure out what the hell was going on and then there was this festival downtown and you had matt murdoch and peter parker right there and they're kind of like they're like yeah you uh daredevil and spider-man were just like blowing up their shop blowing up by shop and peter parker and matt murdoch kind of look at each other like what and Wait, then, did matt murdoch did what now <laughs> yeah no, <I'm> <laughs> And you find out that it was actually Gambit and Deadpool dressed up as Daredevil and uh, Spider-Man because These two dumbasses because they were uh, they were paid to do that to cause some kind of disruptive saying that those you know giving them a bad rep and stuff right. like that. Well, this was all part of a big scheme, and then they got double-crossed, and then as Deadpool and Gambit figured out, they actually got triple-crossed. Oh Jesus. So now, after the triple cross by this one guy called uh, Chalmers, they're actually trying, they're actually getting in business with this dude to try to um, get back in, um, he's trying to get back into Deadpool and Gambit's good graces. So it's basically like a heist. It's a, it's a con by those two. And uh, so they're basically trying to infiltrate uh, this organization, this um, place. And, uh, so they're trying to get what's um, the score is this little kind of like uh, priceless relic, and they have this this Mark who they think is just a, uh, just a big guy, mm-hmm. and uh, Deadpool goes in as um, with a really kind of fucked up kind of uh, disguise, and he if you guys know the actor Steve Zahn, that's who he's saying he is. He's Steve Zahn, <laughs> and. and um, it goes to this whole um, whole little deal where they're trying to um, uh, get this whole get that relic and uh, get the guy, but Deadpool ends up making friends with uh, the the Mark, and comes to find out that um, the Mark is actually uh, let me see, it's this character here, and uh, Google the, thought you were talking to it. <laughs> okay, uh, was an immortal called Fat Cobra. And he's from the island of Pang, La, Pang Li, and comes out and just like all these ghosts and skeletons. Looks like Iron Fist is standing around him. And then Deadpool is like, uh, "Gambit, can you kind of help me out now?" <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a fun book. Uh, it's a little heist book between the two of them, and you know, I just thought it was a lot of fun. The first issue was really fun. This one's getting into the meat of the story. So I, I I've enjoyed this book. Uh, the other book that I've really enjoyed has been the new limited run Han Solo mm. um, book. 
This follows Han Solo just after his break in the original Star Wars uh, comic book where he actually takes a break from uh, the Rebel Alliance. He decides to get back to what he's good at, smuggling. Mm -hmm. So he takes a break, but, of course, Leia finds him, and he needs to locate a certain... um, I like one of their variant covers, which is a picture of 77. Ah. Um, But she needs him to uh, get into this race called the Dragon Void and find a rebel spy who may have turned traitor. So he, of course, doesn't want to do it, but because it's Leia and everything. Plus, it's a race. Right. And the race has a lot of prestige. It's To me, it kind of seems like the, the Star Wars version of Cannonball Run. Ah. Um, but it's supposed to be really pure, and it's supposed to, you know, be a long... The artwork on this one is, is great. Uh, you can see a lot of the... Uh, you can even see some of that. Yeah, it looks real good. Is a lot of the artwork is really clean, really nice. Um, Han's doing a lot of the. It's kind of like what we used to hear, like the Kessel Run and all that stuff in in the original movies. So he's getting to do a lot of cool stuff in this one. But he's finding that something else is going on, and he can't figure out what it is yet. So they make their first stop on this planet, and as they make their first stop on the planet. Uh, they find out that they're actually being watched by the Imperials. So, for some reason, the Imperials are actually arresting all of the pilots because apparently they haven't claimed why they're um, why they're arresting them. Mm-hmm. But Han actually thought it's because he was part of the rebellion. But then they find they find out that they're arresting actually all of the other members of the um, of the uh, the race. But at the same time. Chewie is moved off to try to find the person that's supposed to be the rebel spy, possibly traitor. And once he locates him, he's trying to take him, um, trying to secure him. But everybody starts fighting against the rebels and the, uh, I mean, um, the Imperials, because it's one of those things of like you don't understand. The Dragon Void is a is a is a, a profound thing. It's a pure race and all of this stuff. One of the guys actually shoots at. Um, uh, Han in the Millennium Falcon so he calls out the dude and the organizers of the race are like do you want to file a complaint against him which could get him suspended and Han's like no nah, it's cool but you shoot at me again you're going to get something worse than a suspension mm. you know because that's how he is that's how Han Solo rolls <laughs> him his own business <laughs> right exactly so this one's been very good it's followed all the, the, spade, the, the, the state of the other ones like the Lando book, the Chewie book, uh, the Princess Leia—all short stories, but they all do—they all do really well. I really like these books. Um, I've actually haven't really been disappointed with any of the Star Wars books. It's always been really good with what they what they put together. Um, the other one, of course, the new Punisher series. Oh, uh, that artwork's real clean. Yeah, the artwork on this one is actually really, really super clean. Um, this one's kind of fucked up too. Uh, so. In this story, uh, it's actually last issue, I think, was the start of a new story. Uh, but you have the Punisher going after an organization. Let me see if I can pull the name of that organization real quick. because I read all of these, like, today. So uh, he's taking on this uh, company called Condor. And it's a mercenary outfit that's been got into the drug business. And they make this drug that makes the user stronger faster and insensitive to pain so back in new york he actually destroyed one of the warehouses and 
before he went to um, before he destroyed it, he found the name of one of the other outlets. What are the negative of these drug? This drug, uh, highly addictive, aggressive, yeah, typical shit. Typical shit, you know. Um, so he decides he's going to go ahead and uh, Josiah is this one. He's a EMC cooker in Vermont. So he goes over there, but the cooker knows that the fl- um, that Punisher's on his way. So as a failsafe, he sets up his daughter as an improvised explosive device hmm. has her wrapped in fucking uh, explosives she doesn't know that they're explosives and has her trained that if she if the punisher gets close she goes over to him and then she blows herself up wow yeah so you can tell why frank castle would kill this guy yeah so of course you know he just he annihilates everyone uh, in frank castle's very very uh uh subtle way right <laughs> by blowing everything up by blowing everything up and i like that that uh that panel right there yeah That's with dope. the silhouette yeah. with the face yeah um so one of the cool things with this is that at the end of course you know he he rescues the girl um but punishes the dad of course mm. because in one he's covered with it's covered with tear gas and he grabs the dad and he tell the dad's like you're not going to kill me in front of my own daughter he's like no because she won't be able to see you through this, and then you just ah. you just hear this, you know. So and then that, the fun is just simple. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so it's been, uh, and then of course he takes care of the girl, and uh, gets the bomb vest off her, and then takes her with him. So now he's going on to um, going on to get another, to get another one of these uh, dispensaries. So this one's been a really good ish, um, a really good series. I I've always liked the Punisher series. I really liked it when it was the Marvel Knights series because yeah. those were always awesome. Um, so Punisher One is actually really good, and these are a bunch of guys that are in the last panel is getting hit by some of the guys that are actually pumped up on that drug yeah, shit. Yeah, you look a little crazy. Yeah. So. Um, you know so what? You can be super strong all you want, and bullet to the dome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that will stop you. Yeah. <laughs> So those are really kind of my picks for this week. Um, it was kind of slim as far as... I read the new Civil War Kingpin book. Um, I was not, actually hearing that was lackluster. It really was because uh, not only was the story a little weird, like the, the Kingpin moved from New York to San Francisco and now he's returned to New York and everybody's kind of like, meh, you're back kind of thing. And I'm thinking, the Kingpin... It don't really matter how long you've been gone. It's like, oh shit, King, Kingpin's back yeah. in town. What's going it's down? It's almost like the Joker's back in town. Right, exactly. Right. And and so seeing that, and you can tell, I'll show you some of the artwork on this. I wasn't really happy with the artwork. It was just very... It's too busy. It's too busy. It's just not very clean. Some people like that, though. This is That's an opinion, of yeah, course. Yeah, and to me, that's it's not... You can't really discern who's whom in that in the. Steve in and I tend to have the same opinion when it comes to artwork and comics. Like, yeah. wh- I, I know a lot of people like the super complicated, busy artwork, but it's I think it's too much for comic book panels. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and sometimes it's really hard to discern what happened to what whom. You know, if somebody dies, you're like, oh, I thought that was the guy. You look at the panel and you're like, well, kind of look like that guy, but right. you know, so. Um, the I, 80s was plagued with that. Yeah. Especially DC. Right. Like a lot of DC 80s, you're like, who the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> wait, the, when, when did Iron Fist become a DC character? <laughs> oh, wait, no, that wasn't him. Um, but yeah, so for me this week, it, it was kind of light. I mean, this was the first week of the new month. 
So, um, but uh, yeah, so uh, those were the only ones that I re that really kind of stood out to me. But yeah, I was really kind of disappointed with the Kingpin book. Um, there's two stories within that. It's it's dealing with the Kingpin returning, and then the second story deals with the character from that one and kind of how he ended up where he ended up in the book. I kind of like didn't understand why that needed to be its own backup story. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that's really my my uh, picks my pools for this week. Um, so I guess with that we can go into our one awesome thing. Yeah. So my one awesome thing actually was from the last show we were going to do. And I listen to this podcast called We Hate Movies. And they're funny. Uh, and, and you know, they're, they're, they, they, they discuss some really funny shit on there. But I was listening to the episode that was dealing with Street Fighter. And they were talking about a couple of guys in a, there. A cinematic masterpiece. Of course, of course. Uh, but they were discussing... Um, the differences in the video games versus the movie and versus the anime and they were like going, yeah well in the anime they're not and the, and the one guy goes you know the anim anime it, and it, they were talking about oh because some of them were actually trying to watch that movie but because it was kind of so bad they were actually watching the soccer game that was on tv <laughs> and so one of them said you know what anime is the soccer of and of um what was it the uh, of sports is the <laughs> anime of sport uh, soccer is the anime of sports and for some reason that hit me really hard and i started laughing so i went on twitter and i tweeted that you know the um, yeah i saw the tweet yeah soccer was the anime of sports and suddenly i started getting likes from i actually got likes from the actual podcast that put it out there and uh, one of the guys goes the guy that said it he goes this is getting retweeted like crazy <laughs> he goes and to me it was just one of those moments of just like it was fun. It was funny, and then getting interaction with the actual it felt connected, man. In, in a way, yeah. It was. It, it was. It was actually really good. I, and if you like movies, um, and you like to just like rip on bad movies, it's actually a really good podcast to listen to. Uh, the Street Fighter one was hilarious, um, but uh, but yeah. So that was my one awesome thing. It's, it doesn't take a whole lot to get me uh, right <laughs> to get me enjoying stuff. Mine, I just barely caught this yesterday and was oh, like what yeah. the fuck i saw this and i didn't read it let me read it real quick dc comics and mattel have announced a he-man and thundercats crossover miniseries scheduled to debut in october bruh what the six-part comic book series will be published monthly beginning on october 5th quote for everyone out there who took different action figures and teamed them up to work on the on the world this one's for you co-writer rob david said uh david who is the, the master of the universe creator lead um creative lead will write the series alongside supervising producer lloyd goldfine uh batman and teenage mutant ninja turtles artist uh freddie e williams uh the second will take on the interior and cover art the series will set Thundercats villain Mumra on a mission to acquire He-Man's Sword of Power in an effort to take down the Thundercats. His, quote, dimension-spanning scheme, end quote, uh, <laughs> ends up sparking a major crisis that begins a crisis. A crisis. Um, that brings together Lionel, Ch Chitra, Jatara, I'm sorry, uh, Tigra, Panthro, Willy Kit, and Willy Cat. <laughs> with He-Man, Battle Cat, Tila, Man at Arms, and the rest of the Master League. You can you can tell which one I watched more. 
um, and the rest of the Master of the Universe uh, for the first time. This is going to be dope because it's just going to be stupid fun. You know, but we got some really good talent on it too. Maybe it'll be interesting. And I, I love when they cross universes, and I think it's perfect when they do it as a mini series. Yeah. Because crossing universes can get kind of old. Right. You know, I think six issue miniseries is the perfect way to get it done. And this is definitely something for the fans. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm definitely gonna pick this one up. And you know, it's DC comic because DC running the world <laughs> shit. You know, whatever. Well, that was like when uh, they did uh, that miniseries. Um, Doctor Who and Star Trek. Uh, it is Star Trek: The Next Generation and the original series. Right. Crossing over with Doctor Who, so those are always fun. Yeah, but that was kind of a bad miniseries. <laughs> but still, <laughs> but still, you, you know, know, it's it was fun. Yeah. All right, so we want to thank you all for checking out this week's show. You can subscribe and get this show every Monday, downloaded directly to the listening device of your choice. You can catch us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Libsyn. You can, if you're even old school, you can go directly to the website, thelazygeeks.com. Also, this week we're taking advantage of a very of a new option that we have on our hosting site, which will now populate this podcast on YouTube. YouTube. So, so you can go ahead and... Um, and uh, listen to us via YouTube. Because so. I don't really see a negative in providing it on as many services as possible. Exactly. You know. Uh, oh, yeah, it's my turn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> also, while you're everywhere and YouTube, why not? <laughs> right uh, Comment. <laughs> Definitely uh, YouTube comments. Yeah, because <laughs> YouTube comments are hilarious. It's just a different tone there. Yeah. You know? Um, Comment on how the show's doing, how we're doing, what we should be doing, what you're doing. I don't give a fuck. Um, what you're wearing. Right? <laughs> uh, send pictures. <laughs> that email. Um, Adam at thelazygeeks.com. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's it. Really. <laughs> uh, you can also catch us on social media, Facebook, uh, at the Lazy Geeks, Google+, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, all under the name The Lazy Geeks, one word, as well as YouTube. Uh, we're on there as well now, more so because now we're gonna have more content on there. And actually, go, I'm gonna do some like tutorials and stuff like that of things that I've um, start putting that on. YouTube I'm trying. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm. Gonna, I want to do some gameplays of me just being a fucking idiot. Like, I'll play a game and suck at it, hmm. but just joke and stuff like that. But the problem is, you see, I'm cheesing. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to do that because I tried it once, and I noticed I just got really into the game and I didn't talk much. <laughs> so I need to figure out how I'm going to um, sort that out. But you know, maybe d- maybe just like record it, do it as you're doing, and then all of a sudden just record audio. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and then put like it on that. me watching it and going, "What the fuck am I doing?" Yeah, yeah I think that's playing be good. this and. What the fuck was I doing there? It's like, it was like, oh, nice shot, asshole. Oh, wait, that was me. That's <laughs> <Right. laughs> you now. Nah, fuck it. I don't want to say anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, if you don't want to go to social media, look, I'm going to pick up the mic here for a second. This is uncomfortable. If you don't <laughs> want to go to social media, I understand. I mean, it's all, it's all Trump, Hillary... And Pokemon. That's all we talk about. Hey, this is serious, okay? You can email us. I'm getting real close to the mic now, and I'm whispering to you because I love you. The Geeks at thelazygeeks.com. Get it right and keep it tight. <laughs> and you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, 
Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagedgeek.com. Or his Pornhub uh, <laughs> account. Great, great, um, what are they called? Playlists? Yeah. I mean, they're sorted, too, and organization <laughs> skills. <laughs> oh, wait, that's me. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're the one that forgive the forgive the term is very anal about. That. I just watched I just watched Ted Two, and what was it? It was like the organization is ridiculous. It's counterclockwise hand jobs, clockwise hand. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. All right, so that is it for us this week. Uh, tune in again on Thursday when we will be bringing you the newest uh, addition to the Away Team podcast. Yeah, buddy. And. Uh, so that is it. So until next time, a peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.